Welcome to Go Rangers Radio, where the New York Rangers are always the talk of the town. If you bleed red, white, and Rangers blue, stand with Shesty. Follow the bread man and know how to spell Capo Caco. Then you've tuned to the right place. And now, here are your handsome hosts, Kevin Delury and Paul Cuthbert. They're not always going to get it right. But you can be damn sure they'll pretend they are. Now, let's go Rangers Radio. Yeah, good evening to Go Rangers Radio. Broadcasting live from the Go Hockey Media Studios in New York, baby. Yours truly, Mr. Paul Covert. And everybody, please say hello to your friend of mine, Mr. Kevin DeLore. KD. What does it be, baby? Heave ho five in a row, my friend. Five shows in a row. We are on a roll. It's insane. What were we saying? It's a it's a Carol Vadnais episode? <laughs> Well, we say again. It all depends on you know how we how old the age of the viewer is, or the listener is that's listening to the show. Is Dan Girardi? Is Barry Beck? I mean, you know, it's whatever you want. Old Samuelson. Alfie. <laughs> Pick your poison. Pick your poison. Wow, a lot of number fives in the yeah. Will that number ever get retired? Who've been ex- a lot of defensemen who've been exposed over the years wear the number five. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. A lot of fan favorites there. A lot of fan favorites. No doubt Shoot about it. Shoot the puck, man. Barry. <laughs> a buddy of mine hit me up on Facebook about that. He's a you know obviously a Ranger fan too, and uh, I was I put up the Ask KD thing you know on Facebook, and he's going uh, he goes you guys you guys gonna talk about Barry Buck Barry Beck? And I said not until he shoots the puck. Boom. <laughs> oh. So there you go. Yeah, that was a little like like a little bit before my time, like of be becoming like a, a, a big Ranger fan, Barry Beck. Like that was like when I like first, you know, when I was young, like I, I don't really remember like the shoot the puck, Barry, like chant from the crowd. Like, I think I was too young to really remember that. But I mean, that that's a classic. Well, I mean, it was, you know, like I said, was it channel nine or it had to be yeah. channel nine. Yeah, definitely Channel 9. You know, and it was uh, Bill Gordon, right? And No, Jim Gordon, sorry, and Bill Chadwick, the big whistle. Sorry, I had that back. Mm-hmm. So yep. I'm a little older. Not too much, but I'm a little older <laughs> than you, pal. So I'm, I'm, the, I'm the late 70s guy, and that's when, uh, you know, 79, obviously, and 80, and when Beck, you know, came in there. And then, obviously, the uh, the Herb Brook years, and then the, the Islander dynasty that, uh, well, let me rephrase that, the Icelanders dynasty. That broke my heart many we won't, years. We don't want to talk about that. You're bringing back bad memories <laughs> of my elementary school years. <laughs> they were brutal, man, wasn't it? It was just, hey, look, they were the best of times. <laughs> they were the worst of times. <laughs> but here we are, buddy. Fast forward Wednesday, October 28th, 2020. And Go Rangers Radio's uh, fifth show in a row. And episode number 43. Now, do you know any famous 43s on the Rangers? 43. Mm. Goodness. I think, 
I think Callahan wore 43 when he first came up. Maybe. <laughs> it's usually a Someone training camp. That up. It's usually a training camp number, isn't it? Yeah, or like, you know, called up. I'm looking that up. Me too, man. I got to find this stuff out. I don't know. But while we're doing that, uh, welcome aboard, everybody. Uh, again, me and KD can't thank everybody enough for continuing to support the show, uh, listen and download. Uh, it's just, uh, it's been great, especially, you know, while the team's not playing. So, uh, you know, we're trying to do our best here to, uh, you know, um, dance around the storylines or lack of storylines. Um, we got a couple of cool things we'll get into to tonight. And we're we're going to debut SKD. And I've got... Uh, there was about six thousand entries. <laughs> I'm I'm frightened, by the way, because I I don't know any of these questions. So, God help me. I you know what, no man? Di- I, I scanned through them, KD. I th- I think you're going to do all right. And no, you know, the, no time to do some prep work on this. But that's how we how roll can, here. That's, that's right. How, how can you, how can you do? I look, and that's that is a a key point here to everybody listening. Kevin has not seen these questions. Okay, I have them printed out here in front of me. And uh, I, I have total confidence in you, KD. That's why I came up with the idea to to get this thing going. And, and you know, we needed kind of something to, to talk about because I kind of figured Stromer wasn't, you know, that's not. We talked about that last week. Lemieux, none of that stuff has happened. You know, I mean, even the team itself right now, I think, uh, you know, I think tomorrow what uh, Lafreniere and a couple of young guys, prospects today have been doing some Q&As on Twitter and stuff. So uh, outside of us waiting to find out when the league is going to come back and, and all that other stuff, and we're hearing cancellations of Winter Classics and All-Star Games, you know, we got to be creative here at Go Rangers Radio. And I think SKD is going to be a huge hit here tonight. And, uh, you know, for everybody tuning in live and, and for everybody who uh, – you know, the 3,742 people who sent in their questions, uh, I had to pick out the top 10. And that's what I've got for us tonight. And we'll get into that in a little bit. And I'll give you even more reason to feel confident about myself because Ryan Callahan did wear number 43 when he came, when he was called See? up from Hartford. Ain't these the first got the time. mojo. Look at that. Wow. That is, that is some brain on my head right there. Good job. Pat myself on the back. Way to go, KD. <laughs> Good job, Kevin. Keep it up. All right. And and, and you are fully intoxicated right now, too, right? Full of That's it. I, you know what it is? <laughs> I think because I was pretty much, you know, drunk all the time when Callahan was, was called up back then. I was in my, in my 20s. So, I, you know, just got to get that, uh, you know, memory lubrication going. Remember everything. <laughs> hey, we all got to do what right we got to do. Exactly. <laughs> Well, we got to keep KD. Uh, we got to keep you in your good place, man. So, uh, look, we'll we'll save um, the ask uh, KD for a little later in the show. We'll we'll save that towards the middle, towards the end. Then we'll wrap things up here. So, uh, where do you want to start tonight, here, buddy? I know there's been a, uh, you know, we could talk about Kratzoff, who's doing pretty well in the KHL, and um, and then obviously um, our good friend uh, Sean Hartnett's been uh, had a column there the other day and a discussion about possibly maybe, uh, you know, maybe trying to pull a guy like uh, Jonathan Taze. From the Blackhawks, uh, bring him over here. So, where do, you, where do you want to start, KD? Yeah, I guess we could start with Taves. That that sounds like a fun little conversation to have. Little, little crazy conversation, I think. But you know, I, I love Sean. I, I I think he does a great job over there at uh, FAN. So uh, you know, yeah, he floated the idea of you know Taves. Uh, Chicago obviously is 
basically following the Rangers' plan. They sort of sent out their own letter that we're going to tear things down. Yeah, what's up with that? So, Oh, it's smart. I mean, I think everybody sees what's going on with the Rangers. (laughs) Like, why wouldn't you do it? I mean, now, again, they're going to have to luck into getting, like, the number two overall pick and then the number one overall pick in back-to-back years. That's not necessarily easy to do, but... You know, all the other moves that the Rangers have been making, the trades, um, the free, the uh, the prospects that they're bringing in, things like that, you know, any team can do. So I think it's a smart strategy for any organization. I mean, it makes more sense to just tear it down and then build it back up than it is to just sort of be a meddling team and, you know, let's get a couple of Band-Aids to, you know, keep ourselves relevant. And, you know, maybe make the playoffs as like the eighth, seventh or eighth team and go nowhere every year. So, you know, I think a lot of teams maybe see, look, if the, you know, big market Rangers can do it and their fan base can live with it and 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 grow with it and not have a problem with it. You know, our fan base can do that, too. So, um, you know, Ranger fans have shown a lot of patience up to this point. I mean, you know, New York, we're always looking for winners. It's been a long time since we've had a winner around here. We're, we're in a pretty big dry spell and you know, uh, for most KD, of our teams around here. It's funny. And just while you say that, I got to jump in. As you know, uh, Joe Meningo retired today, right? Yeah. I was, I was listening to his opening. And it's just funny that you just said that about New York here. He said for the 25 years that he was on the radio at WFAN, not one of his teams won a championship. I and mean, I think he's a Jets fan, a Mets fan, Rangers fan. Uh, those three things. And the Knicks, obviously. Uh, and, you know, we talked about the Rangers obviously getting to the finals. But he said in 25 years on FAN, he says, I, he started in 95, obviously. Rangers went in 94. <laughs> 25 years on the radio. And I just sat back going, whoa, that is, that's bad. That's a, a big gap. Thank God for the Yanks and the Giants in between. But, man, something else. Oh, yeah. No, it, it's it's bad times around here, especially when you're looking at, you know, a city like Boston now, you know, which is a, obviously a big rival in a number of sports um for our teams and there it's like title town up there so it's 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 been a rough go for for ranger fans you know giant fans mets fans well i guess not giant fans it's been, it actually is starting to get bad for giant fans too that's how bad things are getting These the days, giants yeah. <laughs> who were one of the top franchises in the nfl and have won you know a number of super bowls are, are now in their own dry spell now so you know it, it's tough going but you know, I give the Ranger fan, you know, credit. They've been very patient. And um, I think the Rangers are doing the right thing here. And again, the Blackhawks are seeing that and, and, and they're going along with it. So um, our friend, as you say, Sean Hartnett, decided to float the idea of the Rangers potentially looking to trade for Taves. If the Blackhawks are going to tear it down, a $10.5 million a year cap hit is probably someone they want to get rid of. And now the problem right off the bat is the Rangers literally have no cap room. <laughs> so, you know, sure, the the Blackhawks may be willing to eat some of that, but I, they'd have to eat almost all of it for, for tapes even fit and then maybe take some co- – if they wanted to do the 50%, they'd have to take some contracts back, which, again, they're trying to tear things down. Why would they take big contracts back? So, you know, I think right off the bat, 
while I think if you look at Taves, you know, he checks a lot of the boxes. I mean, a center, a second line center, he would fit in perfectly. He's exactly what we would need if we're not re-signing Strom and we're not happy about Strom. So he fits that perfectly. Leadership, captain material, young team. They'll all look up to him. Perfect. But I think for me, it's a year too early to bring him on. Because as we mentioned last week, this is going to be another development year. This isn't let's start winning. It's time to turn the corner and we're winning. So we're wasting a year of him. He's getting older as it is. And it, if, this, if this was next year and he stayed the same age in, my, in this whole fantasy world of a thing that we're talking about right now, I would, be, I would say, how do we get him here? And plus, the Rangers would have a ton of money to be able to fit him under the cap next offseason as well. So I think next offseason... He would make a ton of sense other than the fact that he's a, another year older. So in that respect, I probably wouldn't want him. Um, so I, I think ultimately it's an interesting conversation piece. And I know Sean took a lot of grief for even throwing that out there. If you looked at the comments on, on the tweets that he was sending out promoting the article. Um, but it, it, it was an interesting look at it because I think he does check a lot of the boxes because – and we discussed the second line center position a lot on the last show. It's a big piece here. To me, I, I think it's going to be the defining piece of this rebuild going forward. What are they doing here? Who ends up filling this spot? Is it that they go for a big name next off season? Is it that they give Strom a big contract and he's our guy? Is it Heedle and let's move him there and he's going to take it and run with it? I think that is that is the piece that is still in question here. I think we have all the prospects on defense. We have the big names on, on the wings here. We have Zabinijad as the first line center. Who is going to be in that second line center? And then how does that fall into place? Third line center and, and so on. So to me, that going forward is the biggest piece, that second line center position. And I think Taves is someone that you can actually have a conversation about. I think, again, the, the, the salary right off the bat makes it a non-starter for this year. But, look, I, I, I think he should be in the conversation. Do I ultimately want that? No. But I, I thought it was an interesting read from Sean. No, I, look, um, I'm a fan of Sean's, too. And I give him some credit. He, you know, he'll put himself out there, and he knows he's going to get some uh... – some hitbacks, but that's, you know, that's, that's his job. You know, your, your job is to kind of, you know, create a, a discussion and, and, uh, and pitch something. And then, you know, like I said, you get some feedback on it. Um, it's, it's a great, it's a great discussion. I, Taze is fantastic as far as where he is in his career. Now the, the thing is with me, I mean, you got Duncan Keith and Patrick Kane, they are all, they're kind of like the three amigos over there. Um, and I believe Taze and Kane have the same contracts through 22, 23, which would be obviously, two seasons or next season, whoever want to look at it. Um, hey, look, I think it's a no-brainer. If you can get a guy like that, and I think Sean also said in the article he had a list of certain guys that were untouchable as far as trading back. You know what I'm saying? 
Um, mm-hmm. So that would be interesting too if I ever got to that. But I think that's the fun stuff about it because if you, if you sit back and you go, you know, um, if you look at the team and how they're set up right now as far as the range is concerned, and then you know you bring up, um, you know, what direction Chicago's going in right now, you have to feel one way or the other with Kane and Taze. I think they're what thirty, they're all thirty two years old or whatever, and they've done yeah. it all. I mean, they've won, you know, outside of Kane, obviously playing for the states, but um, Taze and Keith have won gold medals, obviously. And uh, three Stanley Cups, you know. So, you know, they're – it's, um, you know, as far as them sitting across the table and making decisions because I think they also have a no-trade clause in there as well too. And, um, you know, so it all comes down to that. But I think that's fun. I would love to see Jonathan Taze in a New York Rangers uniform. And I think, you know, if you take away next year, you know, coming up and let's not sit here and start projecting how the season's going to be and whatever – if you would just be able to put that guy on this roster right now, and I don't mind if you skip the year. I don't think it's a big deal if Taze is going to be 33. I mean, he's just a he's a war horse. He's just a phenomenal talent, gifted player, definitely a phenomenal leader as well, too. Tons of experience. Like I said, he's done it all. So if you get him at 33, even give him 34, he's, he's only going to sign a, what, one, two, three-year contract, if, if anything. What's wrong with having him around? And again, you're talking about, you know, we don't know yet. That's the big thing, you know. The 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 second center position on this team right now is still a big hey. And who's who's going to take that spot? Is it coming from our organization and or um is Jonathan Taze the only guy? That's the other question too. I and I will not sit here and BS like I have any idea of who else is becoming a, a free agent next year or whatever. And then again, you also bring up a good point too. It all depends on where the money is, uh, as far as the ranges and the cap and everything else. So, but as far as the discussion and Sean bringing that up, and I think it's awesome because he's he'd be a home run here. He'd be awesome, and you know, going from uh, you know doing what they did in Chicago because Chicago was just misery for for years. They hadn't won, you know, and these guys win three. Uh, in Chicago, which is probably the Blackhawks fans and Ranger fans, kind of tight there in terms of closest, in terms of their dedication as far as the arenas, the history, the passion of the fans, uh, the collection of um, big stars that, that you know, uh, come through the buildings, you know, the old Chicago Stadium and stuff like that. I mean, it's just, I mean, I, I can say from a distance, I've always been a, uh, fan of the Blackhawks, you know, love the jersey, love the colors, love the history of the team. And they went through some amazing the, – the story about the Blackhawks' turn and then the championships and stuff from their – from the son's uh, – the owner's son taking that thing over. I believe you couldn't watch the Hawks on TV for years. They had like a black eye thing for their own fans, their own city. So there's all this stuff. Anyway, they changed everything there, you know um, – obviously, um, to get the championships. And now, like I said, uh, they get Kane, Duncan Keith, and so many different guys that have played for the Hawks, obviously, in all those years, and Coach Quenville, and incredible success, and so on and so forth. And, and here they are. And it's crazy when you bring up Jonathan Taze, because to me, he still seems like a kid to me, KD. And so, I don't look well, at Well, he looks like a kid. He looks like he's yeah. 13. I know. but um, and, and, and I think the mo- – and I don't mean to cut you off. And and what's the most interesting about this idea, too, and and – Hartnett brings it up is that bringing Taves in here it, it very much mirrors when the Rangers traded for Messier yeah they they both have the similar background you know like you said 
been there, done that when it comes to cups, uh, you know, uh, international success, captaining these teams. And if he were to come over here and embrace that role the way Messier embraced the role in the city and fighting to bring another cup to New York, I mean, uh, obviously you had a little bit more yeah, on Messier's shoulder with the 1940 and everything going on. But still, it's it's been a, as you just mentioned with Beningo, I mean, it's been 26 years. I mean, <laughs> it, it's going to be another 40 years before you know it. Um, so, you know, it, it mirrors it a lot as far as Taves versus Messier. You know, Messier was 30, I think, when the, when the Rangers traded for him. Um, so it was only a two-year difference there. Um, so again, it, it's definitely an interesting conversation piece. I think the the connection or the mirroring of the Messier trade and and having that similar background coming in, where they they've had all the success. Well, take another it, and take another look, Katie, of what you have. You're setting this up too, which is awesome because I'm listening to you. and I'm thinking about you. Think about Richter starting back then, Leachy, you know. Uh, whether, you know, Graves is that other guy that came over, is that Mika, you know, uh, you, mm-hmm. you look at our goaltenders right now in terms of, um, you know, Richter and Shesty and Georgiev, and then defensively, you know, whether it's Foxy, D'Angelo, Truba, you know, that kind of a, I mean, I know there are no yeah, Brian Leaches. I like Zubal. But yeah. In, in 94. And, so I think yeah. you're on to something definitely with the parallel, man. I love it. Yeah. I, again, that does it. And all that stuff is great and nostalgic and, and, and wonderful, but I, it's still, I, I don't think that that's ultimately something I would necessarily sign off on. Uh, again, next year, he's 33. Uh, what would you say? He'd have a couple of years left on that contract. That's a lot of money. I mean, again, the Rangers would probably say, you know, Chicago would have to eat 50% of it. Um, and, and I don't know what Chicago would be willing to take or not. So definitely a fun, fun conversation to have about it. You know, great job by Sean throwing it out there and again uh, taking all the grief that he that he did from Ranger fans. So uh, it, it it is an interesting thing to look at, and I I hope that the Rangers actually do look at it at least a little bit because I I think it's an interesting uh, move to make. Well, you absolutely know other teams are going to look at it, look at that, and you absolutely know that if the Hawks are really going in that kind of direction, and like I said, the fact that they've they've done it all. And see, that's the thing. If you're gonna, if Taze goes, I mean, you're keeping Duncan Keith. Are you gonna try and get rid of Packard Kane too? I mean, you could potentially see these guys when their contract is up. You know, um, after putting in all this time in Chicago, you know, I could, I could see, you know, Patrick Kane maybe just whatever, depending on how they are and where they are. But you know, who knows what Patrick, the thoughts of Patrick Kane? Whether he goes home to Buffalo or something, and you know, uh, you know, Duncan Keith. Oh my God, he's just one of the best defenseman in this league for the last 15 years you know what I'm saying so um but yeah I think the Rangers should definitely entertain it uh you know because other teams will and Chicago might not have a problem um they've got the money definitely got the money as far as you know uh buying those guys out but I have no problem having some fun with that kind of a discussion as far as uh, getting that guy in I'm gonna ask you KD let's say it's let's say Chicago calls says hey Jeff hey JD you know, Tay says he he'll uh, he'll uh, disregard the no trade clause uh, to you guys. He wants to come to the Big Apple. Um, 
what do you what what are you willing to give up for him? Who's in the trade, KD? See, I I I think that it would be more of a. I don't think Chicago would be looking for that much. I mean, they're looking to get rid of the salary. You know, I I don't necessarily know that they're looking for too much back, where they're looking for like a stud prospect or anything. I, I'm assuming you'd have to give up something, but I wouldn't give up much at all. I mean, again, I'd be like, we're doing you a favor by taking the salary off your hands. And maybe you can give them an expiring contract back, which, again, is helping them financially. But, you know, one of our young guys, I, I, I don't see anybody I'd be willing to give up at this point because I'm – we're still invested in this rebuild. Again, I, I just can't even look at somebody unless they'd really be interested in, in in somebody in our minor league system that hasn't come up yet. But it's not like I'd be willing, like, oh, yeah, let's give him Kretzoff, you know, or, you know, maybe someone like Barron or something like that. But again, he's a center iceman I'm sort of excited about. So... That's a tough call, which, again, I think, you know, now is, I, I'm just not willing to make that trade and give up on a prospect when I'm still in the development year. If, well, I, I, I'll tell you this with uh, Lafreniere and Capo, and I know they're not sentiment, but I, I would give up Kratzoff to get a guy like Taze, let's say if it was next year. I think you're nuts. Well, that's why I'm on the show with you. <laughs> So you can say those things to me. <laughs> <laughs> I I just uh, I mean, th- we did we went through this rebuild to to bring in and develop a guy like Kratzoff to then flip him for a thirty three year old a centerman and and I I appreciate it. I just went over everything that that Taves would bring to the lineup and potentially get us that Stanley cup maybe, but I think it's too much of a risk. A guy who's ready to enter his mid thirties and Kratzoff. And I know Kratzoff has been a little spotty here and, and, and I know we're going to talk about him a little bit now. Give him capo. Um, there and, you go. <laughs> I, I just think what I, and especially after what I've seen from him the last couple of weeks in the KHL, where it seems like something has clicked for him in his game, where he's becoming, and I'm going to go back to what the Rangers have been saying, they want to become a harder team to play against. He's becoming a harder player to play against. I'm watching all these highlights that um, Alex Nunn, who does a tremendous job on Twitter, posting videos about all the Rangers European prospects. If you guys find him on Twitter, definitely give him a look. Alex Nunn, I think it's AJ underscore Ranger, I think, at AJ underscore Ranger um, is is, his Twitter handle. So definitely check him out. But he's been posting all these videos on on Kratzoff, all his goals, and every one of them is him going to the net. He's driving to the net with the puck. He's driving to the net without the puck. I actually... Um, tweeted Alex and just said, like, what's going on? He looks like a different player. He says, absolutely, Kratzoff has looked like a different player. He's He's been heavier on the boards, a lot more board work to his game where he's fighting for pucks. And uh, he's going to the net much more than he's ever seen before. 
And I asked Alex, I said, you know, do you think that that's something where it's him maturing as a player now, or it's that the Rangers got in his ear when he came back over here after the shutdown? And he said it was probably a little of both. That the Rangers said, look, if you want to make this team and you want to be an NHL player, you got to be a harder player to play against. You can't just be a perimeter guy. We have enough perimeter guys, and, and, and we need harder guys to play against. And it looks like he took it to heart, and I love that. That's the guy I want to keep. He's not a guy I want, to, I want to get rid of. He's a guy who took the advice from the organization. This is what you need to do to become a better player. And he took it to heart, and he looked himself in the mirror, and he's turning himself into a better player, a player who could succeed in the NHL. So I'm, I've never been higher on, the, on him than I am right now, which is why you saying you would trade him for Taves right now. I would, <laughs> you know, it's probably, you probably picked the exact wrong prospect to say. I, I would have given you... I would have given you less of a fight on Capo, I think, right now than I am on Katsoff because of, of how excited I've been for him the last like couple of weeks. So um, he is just not a guy I, I'd be willing to give up for uh, really anyone at this point. I mean, obviously, you could there's players I would, but uh, he's a guy I would definitely hold on to. I'm excited for him. All right, yeah. I mean, I was reading uh, he's been uh, playing pretty good. He, he was injured there for a while. And yes. then he came back, and, and they basically were making a point that when Kratzoff was out, the team was struggling. And when he's come back, you know, they're playing better hockey. Maybe we should uh, look into their head coach, you know, if he's got his players going to the net, you know. This guy Anball over there. Don't you dare diss on Mike Quinn. <laughs> Mike Quinn. Quinn. <laughs> Just got to keep options open, those, KD, for the eyes. future. With, with, with those eyes that I just get lost in. <laughs> you know, now that I can't get lost in Henrik's eyes, <laughs> Quinn is my, you know, my guy. <laughs> Unreal. Unreal. Well, we'll see, man. We'll uh it's it's good that he's doing well. It's great that the KHL's playing, right? <laughs> At least somebody's getting to, to play hockey out there, which is pretty good. That's right. They're they're like our minor league system now, since we may not have the AHL, so oh. Well, I mean, on that note, there's an announcement uh, last couple of days. It looks they're they're going to try and come back here in February, and obviously the league we still don't know, but they're they're talking too. They still want to try in uh, January, but just the fact that they're talking and putting plans together for the affiliates and the um, the AHL and the ECHL, that's just good news, you know, because they were you know they were one of the first leagues that said, hey, you know, in the beginning. Ain't coming back. It's just not happening, you know. So um, that's good to hear. And yeah, you know, like I said, at least Kratzoff and these guys get to play a little bit over in the KHL and have a little fun and hone their skills and and then get traded for Jonathan Taze. You know. <laughs> <laughs> that that's 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 Sather management right there. That's Glenn <laughs> Sather management. It worked for a little while. We we've moved past. That moved, that moved it all. That didn't work at all for Sather. <laughs> Sather was saved by the cap <laughs> when they when they finally stopped his drunken spending. <laughs> he finally had a he finally had a look at it and say, "Okay, I guess we got to figure things out around here." He was for he was forced to figure it out. He didn't do it on his own. So <laughs> you're not bashing all Glenn here, are you? 
Oh, I am. <laughs> Look, man, old Glenn gave us the core for that 94 team, baby. Excuse me, when he was out in uh, Edmonton. Yeah, great. He did more for us as a, as a GM for another team. I know. It's, <laughs> it's true. That is the truth, my friend. Actually, you know what he does? Hey, look, he do, he was the GM when this team did actually begin to turn it around after the lockout and when they did get the cap. So I do give him credit, actually, for being able to change direction there where, again, he was just, just throwing money at, at guys like Holik and Kaminsky and Lindros and Bure and, you know, Flurry and all, you know, we, we can go down the list. So for him to actually say, okay, we need to actually build up our farm system a bit, have some young guy, rely on some young players. We have a cap now. And, and look, that that's how you end up with Ryan Callahan and Brendan Dubinsky and Mark Stahl and Henrik Lundqvist and, and those type of Dan Girardi. And those were the young guys that, you know, you talk about the core, that was the core of, of the team that went, you know, 15 years, 14 out of 15 years of making the playoffs and that had Sather's fingerprints all over it. So, you know, I, I will, you know, I'll kill Sather for the beginning of his tenure, but you know, when the cap finally came in and he was forced to change his thinking and his strategy and he did. So I guess you got to give him credit for that. Yeah. Hey, look, man, it's, um, you know, it was a good run. You know, and uh, like I said, we, we put it behind us now. And, and like I said, we, we've raved enough about these guys the last couple of shows. And that's uh, J.D. and Gorton, and they're going to put their fingerprints on this team. And and uh, we won't have to probably worry about a Jonathan Taze trade. We probably don't have to worry about it at all, K.D., because, uh, you know, Rooney and, and um, you know, Howden got this, man. They got this. <laughs> we don't have to worry More about than Capo, I guess, right, according to you. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing. I mean... Look, you know, I, we don't, we can't, we can't get into the wormhole of speculating here. It is you're ready it, to, you're ready to send them to Chicago for uh, Taves and a uh, deep dish slice. Yeah, man. <laughs> Why not? Well, I mean, the the bottom line is, is if if Strom doesn't come back here, I mean, what do we got? No, the, I hear for you the, I, for the second set. What do we got? Yeah, I, you know, there are. I think Heedle, and I said this, he's the key. Heedle is the key to what this team does, and I think that you need to give him the opportunity this year. That needs to be the plan. He's got to be the set. If you're moving on from Strom, he's not our guy, we're not paying him, or we don't even want to give him this one-year deal, then you walk away. You do. I, I said last week, you'd hate to walk away and not get something. But... I think Heedle is the guy we got We have to find out what this guy is about. And I think you need to give him that second line position. And can he handle it? And if he can't, then he's our third line center, which we know he can handle. And then you, we have money next off season to bring in whoever we want. And I, I just think that has to be the strategy. You could bring in a third line guy. I was looking at this guy today, you know, Dominic Cahoon who's actually a really underrated player. He's a natural center. He's been playing wing the last two years for, he was in, he was with the Blackhawks. He was in Pittsburgh. He's been traded a bunch of times the last few years, but you can bring a guy like that in, make him your third line center. He'll be fine. And, and Heedle is the key to the whole thing. To me, uh, going forward, 
can this guy handle it? If he can't, then you got to figure it out. But if he can, I think that makes life easier for us going forward. We can use that money for other other things that we may need. If maybe some of our defensive prospects don't pan out. Maybe Niles Lundquist isn't as good as we thought. Maybe Condre Miller isn't as good as we thought. And we have to address the defense. So um, I think Heedle is huge. A lot of pressure on that young kid. There is. <laughs> the whole rebuild is on him. <laughs> I hope he's not listening. <laughs> no pressure. Oh, man. I think he can do it. I think he can handle it, man. If Quinn gives him the he ice definitely time, has this, he definitely Quinn's got to give him the opportunity. Yeah, I agree. I mean, look, I mean, you have no better opportunity to succeed in this league than centering Artemi Panarin. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you're setting him up to succeed. You're definitely not setting him up for failure if you put him, you know, set, if you center him with Panarin. So that I I just think that needs to be the strategy this year. If it's going to be a development year, and again, we, we've discussed this a number of times, which it looks like this is going to be, he has to be your second line center, and it's and it's sink or swim for him. This is it. This is your opportunity. You're either going to grab it. And you're going to be our second line center when we win the Stanley Cup in three years, or you're not, and you're going to be the third line center when we win the Stanley Cup in three years. I'm getting. Or maybe sure. he won't be with us, or maybe he won't be with us. But you know, I think that I do. I think this is a huge year for him. And again, ultimately, what happens with that position and uh, and the Rangers team going forward? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hit the guys up from Weebly Blue. We, I don't want the shirt. It's going to say, why not Heedle? Why not Why not me? Why not Heedle? <laughs> I thought I thought they're going to be doing the uh, the T-shirt I must be drinking from, well, from last week when I said that. Could be in the works, my friend. It could be in the works. Okay. okay. <laughs> all right, Paul. Well, look, why do you say we do this um, Ask KD thing, all right? And uh, I want to thank uh, – the crew of fans that did send in uh, some questions here, and um, I, I, I pre-screened some of them. I'm and afraid. Then, uh, and then uh, we're going to have some fun. But we're going to start with um, John. Uh, his Twitter handle is at JP Waxer. All right? That's W-A-X-E-R. And uh, just because we just basically talked about it, but I don't want uh, John's question to get just kind of tossed aside. But he had asked, uh, do you feel a blockbuster trade involving the acquisition of an elite center is coming soon? And I guess his question more than anything is he's asking this year. I mean, I know we basically just kind of went over that, uh, you know, with regards to Taze. But if there was anything else that you could look at, I mean, is that something the Rangers, I mean, you know, obviously with the Strom situation, but you have to feel, you know, my answer would be, and I know this is SKD, so, but my answer is yes, but uh, it's really your, <laughs> it's your segment. You, just, your you segment. just ruined the whole segment. We didn't even start yet. <laughs> That's it. I'm, I'm off. I'm leaving. <laughs> you came up with this segment and now you just ruined it. My goodness. You, this guy's in the power chair over there. He can't even have a segment that's not about him. Gotta step right in. Oh, too much. All right, Katie, so give him an answer. No, I'm done. I'm not even doing it. Come you know, on. <laughs> Just the first one. I'll get the next 30 right, okay? I promise. No, like we were talking about. 
And I'm not doing this for you now, Paulie. I'm doing it for for John. Okay. <laughs> I think I actually I think the biggest thing that'll that'll keep them from making a blockbuster trade is the salary cap. They just don't have the room. Unless the team that they're gonna be trading with is willing to eat a lot of the salary and then takes like a Brendan Smith back. I just don't see how it gets done this year. Next offseason, sure, when they have when they have the cap room, I could see it happening. As far as this year, I just don't because there's like literally no room to get anybody in. Again, unless that team is willing to eat salary and then take on some salary. So I just don't see it happening. All right. Well then thanks, John, for that question. Thanks for tuning in and thanks for hitting Katie up for that uh that question there on on the uh, trade for center. Uh, next question on the Ask KD segment here. This is from John Michael, uh, Twitter handle at BlueShirt4. And John Michael asks, KD, we've been hearing so much about performance bonuses. Can you go over what players need to obtain to get the bonuses? Is it based on goals, games played? I'm going to read this one more time. We've been hearing so much about performance bonuses. Can you go over what players need to obtain? to obtain to get the bonuses. There you go. Can't some people don't put commas in their uh in their Twitter posts. Uh to get bonus is it based on goals games played? KD. Yeah. All right. Full disclosure here. I saw this one come in so I looked it up because I wasn't 100% sure on all this, but basically what it is is entry level contracts can't be over the amount of 950,000. For any entry-level contract. So, you know, it's the contract Lafreniere signed. It's the contract that Shesturkin signed and, and Capo and all them. But to give these these youngsters some more money, they're allowed to give them performance bonuses. And I I think that the highest they can get is like $2.85 million in these performance bonuses. That's the highest you can give. So the Rangers have given that amount of potential performance bonuses. I think the guys who have it are Kako, Lafreniere, and Shesjorkin. I think are the only three guys who have that much, uh, the ability to get that much, depending on what performance bonuses they hit. And yeah, there's, I guess there's two categories. There's, there's the A category, which is, yeah, it's goals, it's assists, it's games. It's, it's those type of, individual goals and, and performances. And, and there's also a category B, which is more team related. Like how far does the team get and what are they doing? Um, or, and, and do, do they get league wide trophies? You know, is he going to get rookie of the year? Is he going to get player of the year, goalie of the year, you know, Vesna? And, and all those type of things. So one is goal, yes, goals, games, assists. And B is more individual accolades, I guess. And that's how it works. And there's a dollar amount for each of those things. So it's, you know, 250000 for if you hit a certain amount of goals, it's this much for assists, it's this much for games. So that's, re- and each, I guess, each player has it set up differently? I don't think we know who has what in their contracts. So that's really how it's set up. If yeah, that makes no, sense. 
Yeah, no, no, it's great. I mean, look, it's tough. I mean, I give credit to the, you know, the folks part of the organization that have to watch each individual player, right? You know, those contracts are made and all these bonuses are put into it. It's, I mean, I think the average fan of most of us during the course of the year, we're not even thinking about that, right? If, if a guy gets a big contract, we're just thinking, hey, you know, is he um, producing or not? Uh, and, you know, very rarely, you, you'll never hear, it's usually never even reported when they hit some kind of, you know, milestone is one thing, but something in their in their contract for bonuses, bonus is, uh, we kind of. Yeah, um, it's like, it's, I think it's, they have to be a top six player in ice time, scoring 20 or more goals, recording 35 or more assists, scoring 60 or more points. This Are you reading Jack Johnson's, uh? Yeah, that was uh, <laughs> that was it. Were all his, his contract, the bonuses. <laughs> so it's things like that. Like those are the numbers that they have to hit. So they're hard numbers to hit. I mean, that's a lot. I mean, you're asking rookies or these guys in the, on their entry level contracts to score more than twenty goals, record more than thirty five assists. You know, a lot of these guys may not even. Play that many games like Kratzoff's in the KHL. If he doesn't come till it's halfway through the season, he's not even coming close to hitting any of these bonuses. So, you know, the range for the Rangers, it really doesn't, it, it may not matter um, with a lot of these. So those are the type of, of things that they would have to hit. And the numbers finishing with 0.73 points per game average. Who comes up with that? Um, Making yeah. end of season all rookie team, making the all star game, winning all star game MVP. Um, and, and there's different bonuses if you're a forward or a defenseman or a goalie. So, you know, this stuff is, again, I looked it up online, but that's, that's really what it is is that the entry level contracts only hit a certain point. So they want to give these top draft picks a little more incentives. And it's all based on goals and assists. And, you know, can they get over 20 goals? Can they get over 35 assists? And that's when those bonuses kick in is when they reach those sort of milestones. Good stuff, KD. Glad you looked that up. And glad I told everyone at the beginning of the show you weren't privy to any of these. That's right. That I'm so happy these that two. he tweeted that because I saw it come in. So I, you know, he tagged me on it. So I saw it and I was like, I have no idea. <laughs> well, you've done good, pal. You've done good. So I had to look it up. Yeah, hopefully I explained that well. All right, good stuff. All right, moving on. SKD Bill from uh, Long Island, New York. Um, Twitter handle at BillRanger94. What a great year it was. Uh, question for KD is, why is Barron and Richards not on anybody's site? Uh, is it because the so-called experts only deal and follow first-round picks? Um he generally thinks that they overlook these types of players. Yeah, I think he hits it right there. I mean, obviously, especially in the media where eh, the big time local media, New York media, I mean, they're all going to focus on the first round picks, the sexier thing. I mean, if you're writing articles on Barron, I mean, it's really not going to get a lot of uh, attention. But I brought up Barron earlier in the show. He is a guy I actually have seen get a little bit of of press this year as someone who could potentially get, you know, crack the lineup this year and impress during camp. So I think you do see some, some of these lesser known guys every once in a while get um, some accolades, but yeah, I mean, there's, there's so many, 
draft draft picks that don't make it in the NHL. You're picking all these real young players, and, and so many of them don't make it. And I think that it's sometimes that the guys who write about the prospects or, or write about the team, you know, they don't, I don't want to say they don't want to waste their time, but there's so many of them out there. It's tough to just pick and choose some of these guys because you just don't know who's going to make it. You got, you know, you have the best guy in the on his junior team and here he comes and, and he just goes nowhere. A good example is you remember Evgeny Grachev. He was like this big time prospect at the Rangers. I didn't say big time, a lesser known prospect. I was all over this kid. I would talk about him more than anybody. Grachev, Grachev, Grachev. A lot of people didn't know who he was, and and uh, he went nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, a guy like Barron, you know, where you're like, oh, he's got you know this great background, and I think he's going to do well. You just you just don't know. So it's hard to give a, a lesser known guy a lot of press, especially when now you have Lafreniere, you have Capo Caco, you have Fox with a great year. And there's less of a chance to maybe get some more, you know, if you go to you know, Ranger blogs these days where they, you know, a lot of them have like prospect guys, you'll, you'll see more about these type of guys, but you're just, you're just not going to see it in Newsday. They're just not going to have a feature on those type of guys at least right now. Now, if they get into camp and they make some noise, then, yeah, you're going to start hearing about them a little bit. But right now, you're just not going to hear about these guys. Yeah, no. Until they uh... make it in, again, until they make an impact in camp or maybe at a Traverse City tournament, which, unfortunately, with COVID, you're not getting this year. Um, they're going to have to, at that level, when you do have some of these beat writers covering the team and and they're doing something at camp at Traverse City in a preseason game that's when you start seeing a, maybe a column on the guy or a little more background on the guy or hey who is this guy and it builds a little bit of buzz about them yeah no doubt man no good point good stuff we'll have to wait and see all right um let's move on to John from uh, New York City uh Twitter handle is uh, joliva727 uh, question for KD. Do you see Lafreniere playing in the top six to start the season? I originally thought no, but Larry Brooks' article got me thinking that he might look good on the right wing opposite the bread man. But if Kako was there and the third line was Laugh, Heedle, and Gautier, uh, he'd like that too. What's your thoughts on that? Yeah, we, we've discussed this on the show before, and I think he starts on the third line. And unless he goes absolutely bonkers in camp and preseason games, if they have preseason games, the Rangers have slow rolled all of their prospects, all of their young guys. And, and it doesn't seem like they're willing to start them in the top six. So just based on the history so far during this rebuild with what they're doing with their younger guys. And I saw that article that Larry had had mentioned that that people are crazy if they don't think he's going to start the season in the top six. I don't know. Call me crazy. I just I, I just don't see him there to start the season. Now, do I see him there by midseason? Yes, I, I think he's going to be that good. And I think he's going to push his way into that top six. 
But to start, I think the key's going to have so much pressure on him. Number one pick, playing in New York, all the expectations. I think, you know, they put him on the third line, let him find his footing in the NHL, and then and then go from there. Sounds good, man. Good stuff, and you're right, man. And what I do you? like that third line that he mentioned. That would be nice. Lafreniere, Hedo. Yes. But again, I, you know, I'm looking for Hedo to be on the second line. But if that doesn't work out, I mean, that is one hell of a third line. Lafreniere, Hedo, and Gauthier. Sign me up. Yeah. Well, Hedl's, he's got to carry the team, man. We mentioned That's right. earlier. That's right. <laughs> Talking about Lafreniere's Hedl. expectations. Goodness, <laughs> I just said Hedl's the key to the rebuild. Goodness. Why not Hedl? <laughs> All go. right. Next one. Uh, our good friend Kevin Kreiser. I hope, Kevin, I'm sp- uh, saying your name right. Uh, from New Hyde Park here in Long Island, New York. Strong uh, Island. <laughs> uh, Kev's Twitter handle is uh, real Kev. Kreiser, R-E-A-L-K-E-V-K-R-E-I-S-E-R. And the question for KD is, do you see Quinn letting the younger players earn their spots, or do you see the Rangers bringing an average, underachieving veteran that takes up ice time that should go to younger players? Hmm. A little bit of that discussion going on this evening, maybe. I love this question. In the beginning of the season, yes, you will see Jack Johnson playing over Andre Miller. (laughs) <laughs> you'll see Brendan Smith playing over Hayek. I mean, it's going to happen. It happened last year with the forwards. It's going to happen this year with the defense. It's, it's again, similar to what I was just saying about Lafreniere. They're going to do that with their young defensemen. I think the forwards, you're going to see um, these guys get the playing time because the younger guys got the experience last year. They went through the process where they were playing behind Brendan Smith when he was a forward. Um, so I think they took their lumps last year and paid their dues and they're ready, you know, to now take that next step. I think on defense, you're going to see Jack Johnson starting the season, hopefully on the third pairing, but playing (laughs) over Condre Miller, especially if there's now the AHL season, if they do decide to put Condre down there or Hayek down there or when, uh, Lundqvist may join the team at some point. So I I do think that we will see that where they, where Quinn defers to the veteran early in the season allows the young guy to get a little experience. And then from that point, I'll get the young guy more and more responsibilities in the NHL because it worked last year. It worked with the young guys. I thought it worked really well with Heedle, with, Buchnevich and and uh, you know I'm hoping when Kratzoff gets here again they'll Kratzoff's not coming in and coming right on the top six again I'm not putting the friend Yang in the top six so when <laughs> Kratzoff gets here you may see him on the fourth line and Ranger fans will go nuts they're gonna lose their mind oh my God he's on the fourth line and he's playing with you know whoever on the Rooney on the fourth line <laughs> this that they're wasting him Quinn doesn't know what he's doing. He knows what he's doing. I can't wait for those days, man. <laughs> oh, yes, okay. it's coming. It's coming. <laughs> Kratzoff is coming here, and he's going to be on the fourth line. Ugh. Sorry. That's what's going to happen. Look at this team. Look at the – where is it? Where are you putting him? Ahead of Kreider? Ahead of Lafreniere? Ahead of Kafka? Ahead of Panarin? It's not happening. Good problem. He's going to be on the fourth line. Good problems. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean – can't complain about it. 
I mean, they'll complain he's not, you know, being sent by Howden, and Howden's ruining him. <laughs> man, Howden's such a whipping boy, man. <laughs> Give him the torch. Give him the torch, carries. <laughs> man, he does. I mean, he hasn't been playing well. I mean, he deserves it a little bit. But, man, Ranger fans like that. He's the, you know, every year there's the whipping boy, you know. It was Girardi. It was Stahl. It's uh you know, Brendan Smith, it's uh, Howden is, is the next man up. <laughs> go, baby, go. All right, Kev, thanks for that for Kev. That, that was Kevin for Kevin. Did Let's I answer stop. Did I answer the question? Yeah. I think so. Yeah, you did good. You done good. <laughs> thanks. You done good, KD. <laughs> All right, another John. Uh, John is from Connecticut, our neighbors to the north. Uh, question for KD is, do you think one of the reasons for Kako's struggles most Finns aren't really fond of Russians and vice versa. Ooh, some Cold War stuff going on here, KD. Wow. Maybe this is why he is not clicking with his teammates. Also, what's a better line for my third line in NHL 21 on Xbox? Laffy Hedel Lemieux or Laffy Hedel Kako? And uh, John's Twitter handle is wacko underscore Wallace. Did you get all that, KD? I did. I'll go with the, with the second part first I, I like Lemieux I like the you know a little brawn a little skill I, I I like uh you know splitting it up a little bit you don't want the same type of guys on the line you want a guy who's going to go in the corner and dig out the puck you want the playmaking center to get it to the guy who could finish so I got to go with with Lemieux look at that Heedle over carrying Kaka. the load on that line too look at that yeah there you go it's, it, this is this show it's is sponsored started. by Heedle. <laughs> my goodness uh, what about uh, Capo and his struggles with Russians and they don't like each other? I have I have no <laughs> idea. That is that is interesting. I I think his struggles last year, as I've defended him to Paulie all year, I think had a little had more to do with him being young, him going into the NHL rink, the smaller rinks, getting acclimated to America, and uh, maybe not. I think maybe not having an older Finnish player on the team, I, I, I don't know if it's because there were Russians on the team, <laughs> um, which is quite interesting. Um, but I, if they were to bring in maybe a, a veteran uh, from Finland or maybe a, a countryman from, from Finland, I, I, you know, that may be helpful for him or may have been helpful for him last year. I think that may have had more to do with it than anything. Young guy coming here, maybe not familiar. I think that they brought it. Who did they bring in? They brought in a coach from Finland, a former Ranger. Who did they bring in? I forgot who it was to to get him have a little more sort of uh, familiarness with you know a sort of Finnish flavor on the team that he could talk to. I forgot who they brought in. It wasn't Asatikinen. Wasn't him? No, many... it was. Um, <laughs> I'm not even going to remember. But, yeah, I think it had more to do with those other factors of just being a young guy with a lot of expectations, learning the league. Because when he came back from from the COVID shutdown, I thought he was playing very well. And right before, you mentioned it last year, even right before they shut it down, it looked like he had finally, you know, started turning a corner there. So and I, I just don't I, – I don't see it as being an issue – in the locker room, I there's enough. Well, you veterans. gave him a, you gave him a free pass last week anyway. He blamed it on the COVID. That's right. 
It was. The COVID shut it down. I blame COVID more than the Russians. <laughs> are we talking about Donald Trump right now? Are we talking about... <laughs> My goodness. So, I mean, as you know, as long as, uh, the, as, long as the COVID's so yeah, going, I, I, as long as the COVID hangs around, as far as you're concerned, Capo gets a free pass. Exactly. Until, until there's a vaccine. <laughs> this is terrible. Capo gets, is getting a pass for now. Yeah, well, um, he's not getting a free pass from me, pal. You know that. But, uh, so you don't think it's the Russians? You, you disagree with that? No. No, that that's part of the whole Russian disinformation campaign. That they ah, have very on. good. All right. <laughs> good stuff. Okay, thank you, John, there for that one. And good luck with that line in uh, Xbox. KD. That's the definitely that you're going to win the approves. cup with that line. Like yes. that. Get Lemieux on that line. God, I wish I had the time to play Xbox, buddy. Wouldn't that be fun? <laughs> I play with my son. I love it. Invite he me over. Me. Come on, man. Yeah. I got nothing oh, going on. We, we, I play Madden with him. We don't play NHL. He likes Madden, and he kills me every time we play. My eight-year-old son, I, I he kills me. It's not even close. The games. <laughs> well, tell him, tell him we all. Well, tell him, tell you some. We're all rooting him on, and tell him he's doing a good thing. Like maybe I butt. should start like a like a Twitch channel with with my son. Just to have my son beating me, and everybody can watch it and laugh at me. Well, we'll float that out. Why don't you float that out on Twitter? Let's see if you get some. Well, We'll have a Go Rangers Radio <laughs> Twitch channel. <laughs> oh, man. I got to get you on video first before we do any Twitch stuff. All Oof. right, so we're moving on got here. A, I, got a fa- I got a face for podcasts over here. Let's keep it, <laughs> let's, let's keep it, uh, let's keep it behind the curtain. Uh, too much. Here's KD with his white claw in front of his face. You can't see anything but his eyes. All right, uh, let's go to Dennis. Um, we know Dennis here from Poughkeepsie. Uh, his Twitter handle is uh, W-I-T-H-M-A-L-L-E-S. Uh, I'd have to be guessing on the pronunciation of that, but it's either with malls or with malice. Uh, you know, malice is pretty cool, too, a different spelling. Anyway, uh, ask KD. Question for KD is outside of the obvious prospects, Miller, Lafreniere, Kratzoff, and Lundqvist, which prospect are you most excited to see or think has the best chance of success P.S. Love the show, guys. Still waiting on that. I must be drinking shirt with KD's face on it. Oh, man. See, we brought it up already. We're getting requests for it. I love it. <laughs> I Georgia love it. Georgiev is phenomenal. To... All right? Let's just for the record again, I'll state that in a couple. Nice. I I think, and, and we already talked about him on, on the show, is, is Kratzoff. I'm... There's no prospect I'm more excited about right now than him because of what I've seen over the last couple of weeks. I, I, I really think that he's turned the corner here and is having a, a more complete game now. And he's a guy that I wasn't sure was going to make it where he went back to Russia and he was pouting and he wasn't sure and he had the issues then in the KHL and we brought him back and he still wasn't playing well in the AHL and I really had a lot of questions about whether this guy was going to be part of our plans or the the Rangers' plans. And and from what I've seen, I, I really think that them bringing him back for the finish of the season and being around the team and hanging around Mika Zibanejad and Chris Kreider and Panarin on how NHLers go about their business and how they 
have to play to be successful in this league seems to really have made an impression on him. And now I, 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 again, I can't wait for him to come back. I I think that he's going to have a a huge impact on this team and, and on the rebuild. So, you know, I know Kratzoff is a bigger name and he was a, a number one pick, but I, he was somebody I, th- I think that people were getting a little concerned about that he that he may not make it and, and be a part of of this team and what is going to be going forward. And, and right now I, I'm more confident about him than ever. You're excited. I'm excited for you, man. I think a lot of I, Ranger, I think a lot I of am. Ranger fans are I, equally excited, too. And I think and another guy we talked about is 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 Barron. We've talked about him a couple of times today. He's a, a young center. Again, center. I think anytime you have a young center in there who who um, has shown as much promise as he has, I think gets us excited because that is really the one position that it looks like we you know that we don't have a lot of depth in. So Barron is definitely a guy, and again, he's been actually been mentioned a couple of times on the show already today is a, is a guy to keep an eye on as someone who could potentially uh, surprise in camp this year. And who knows, again, depending on where they're going with the center position could find himself on the roster, which would be, which would be great. Uh, another young guy uh, making an impact for this team. So I think Barron is a guy to keep an eye on. All right, man. And we will hopefully puts the puck in the net often because that's all we need up here in New York. And the strangers. All right, pal. We got. We'll do four more here, and we'll wrap up the show. And uh, these last four ones uh, are a little fun here. We got here. So uh, here's Joe <laughs> from uh, Westchester. Uh, no Twitter handle. Uh, quick question for KD: Jack Daniels or White Claw? <laughs> uh, ten years ago, the answer is Jack Daniels. <laughs> right now, it's White Claw. All right. Which now, is, is that, sad. Have you, it's just um, sad. Have, have you, is, would you call that moving on up? <laughs> Are you upscale now? Or what is that? No, it's definitely moving on down. <laughs> Back when I was a man and I used to drink Jack Daniels, <laughs> now I like, uh, you know, my, my fruity drinks. So. All right. Speaking Quite of fruity sad. drinks, speaking of fruity drinks, Alex from New England, uh, also no Twitter handle, but uh, his question for KD is, you can only pick one ranger, past or present, to have a beer or White Claw with. Who is it? And P.S., do you think Sean Avery drinks White Claws? If so, what kind? <laughs> well, my answer was going to be Sean Avery. <laughs> All right. Because, yeah, so it actually that, that fit in perfectly because uh, he he may be the most interesting character to ever come through. Uh, the halls at, of Madison Square Garden and just someone I just loved his game and, and everything about him. And he sort of dialed into the entertainment industry. And, you know, I read his book and he's got some some type of stories coming in through the uh, the Red Wings organization, um, you know, with Hull and, and Chelios and all those guys. So I think he'd be a fun guy to sit around with. Plus, he could probably get me into all the exclusive clubs in Manhattan to have that beer in. So that would be fun as well. Is his book, okay, I haven't read it, Katie, but is his book like one of those, oh, my God, jaw-dropping things, or is it just basically 
Is it fun to read? I mean, what'd you take from his book? Yeah, no, it's it's definitely fun to read. I mean, there's not too much like oh, oh you know, like where I was like that. But there's some good insight on uh, on what goes on in locker rooms and things like that. It's been a couple of years since I read it, but um, it's I don't read a lot, <laughs> but um, I read it in like a day or two. It, it was that I couldn't put it down. It, it was that interesting, a good insight into an NHL locker room, what goes on, you know things that go on with his things that went on with in his life and you know what what sort of went through his brain and what he was thinking so i i i definitely think it's a must read i i thought it was great i know a lot of ranger fans just absolutely loved avery so um i think that they would love the book so i wonder if i'm gonna get any royalties for this from avery but um <laughs> pumping his book here but yeah i think he is definitely the guy i like to sit down and hang out with i think I have a tremendous, although he does now have the baby. So I don't know how much fun he is these days, but I, I think he'd be a fun guy to hang out with. Well, he's probably some- drinking more like the rest of us didn't we have. Well, that is kid. true. <laughs> I, I think he'd be a, an absolutely fun guy to tear it up with um, after those couple of beers. And uh, so, yeah, definitely him. And does he drink white claw? Probably not. <laughs> you never know. You never know. Again, he he's probably much more of a man than I am, so he, I'm sure he's drinking uh, much stronger things. Although I do like bourbon myself. I don't drink the Jack Daniels as much, but, you know, I'll, I'll hit a nice bourbon here and there. All right, with the pinky up in the air, I'm sure, as well, too. So, uh, <laughs> all right, we'll work on you getting uh, we'll work on getting a White Claw sponsorship here, and uh, I'll try and hook up a, a luncheon with you and Sean Avery. See if I can get it done for you, buddy. Maybe, maybe yeah, you, before you'll Christmas. Get... <laughs> maybe for Christmas. That's right. That's right. All right. Um, I gotta give a lot of credit to this uh, this next question here. Uh, primarily more on the name. Uh, the name of his, the name on his Twitter account is Case of Beer, and his uh, <laughs> Twitter account is at Mark Stall Sucks. <laughs> and the question to you is: I know exactly uh, who this is, by the way. Okay, well, go ahead. Why the Mash and Turk Man Crush? <laughs> that you know again we talked earlier today about like prospects or you know y- young guys that that you think are going to make it and and why they're not reported on as much or they don't get the buzz and again Machinter is one of those guys that I absolutely fell in love with big guy you know rugged guy sticks up for teammates can score a little bit and I talked this guy up on my blog like every day, like full man crush. This guy is going to be the next Sean Avery. Great thing that comes and every Ranger fan is going to just absolutely love this guy. He's going to take the city by storm. And he didn't. <laughs> so I, I thought he had all the pieces there to be a real like, productive grinding pain in the ass player and those are the type of plays i love the sean avery's the dan carcillo's the tanner glasses of the world and uh just never panned out my friend and where is uh mashinter machinter machinter these days i have no idea i think he signed somewhere recently because you know what's funny is that I went on? I had went on such. I would go on such Machinta rants and talk about how much I loved him. To this day, 
if anything happens with him, I get like a handful of tweets or emails from people. Like, did you see where he signed or did you see who <laughs> cut him or did you see, which is absolutely the most hysterical thing. This fringe NHL player who's probably played, you know, 30 NHL games in his life. Like I'm getting texts and tweets about anytime anything happens with the guy. So, um, funny stuff. We got to find out where he is, man. Do a little special on maybe next week. He's something to talk about next week. That's right. That, that'll there be the second. Well, let, me, let me let me let me scribble that down as a topic for next week. <laughs> <laughs> you say Machinter, I say Machinter. <laughs> That's right. That's right. See, people don't even know how to pronounce his name. That's how uh, unpopular that guy is. Well, there's your answer, there, pal, for the uh, the man crush. We haven't, unfortunately, we haven't been able to do a man crush here in quite a while. We need some I games. I know. I know. All right, pal. Well, let's do one more. Uh, and again, I want to thank everybody for for joining in for the Ask KD segment here, the debut this evening. It's from Chris. He's from West Babylon. Uh, Twitter handle is C Paris Parisi. I'm sorry, C Parisi. P A R I S I ninety four. See that ninety four just keeps ringing Dicks, through. Man, Dicks. everybody hanging in, man, holding on. Everybody so, want everybody is like waiting to change their email address or their Twitter <laughs> handle or you know whatever it is my I have an plates. email address that has 94 on it so it's we all we're all looking to upgrade here we all want to change our handles soon enough hopefully all right 22 question. we all want 22 at the end of things yeah, 2022 23 nice. <laughs> all right go ahead and the question is never mind those rangers when will Go Rangers Radio release merchandise? <laughs> well, that's it. We're, we're in uh, negotiations with uh, We Bleed Blue on our I Must Be Drinking, which will be our uh, initial offering. No, hey, let's go, Paulie. Where's the merch? Yes. Uh, so there we are. We're, we're going to. I can't even get a happen. Greg McKegg jersey from the guy. People want merch. <laughs> Aren't you glad I didn't get that to you, man? <laughs> you wouldn't be wearing it. It'd be hanging up in your closet next to your mashing tape <laughs> jersey. <laughs> um, well, look, uh, no doubt uh, we, we're definitely going to do it. You know, me, me and KD started this thing, you know, how long has it been? 14 years ago? Um, <laughs> Feels like So, it. you know, we wanted to get this show going and do all that other stuff. But um, uh, we appreciate the uh, people asking us about it. Uh, and that's pretty cool, and I think it would be a lot of fun to uh, to get some merch going, and uh, I definitely want to do it. Um, so, um, and we also, you know, we'd love to do it with the guys from Weebly Blue. We'll see what happens. You know, uh, those guys are the best. Uh, as you guys saw me tweet out earlier today, I had I got some gear from them. I got my Breadman shirt and my uh, New Rangers uh, as muzzle. we, uh, well, yeah, my muzzle as KD called it, <laughs> my face mask. Man, if there's one thing I never thought I was ever going to order from Weebly Blue it was a face mask. I tell you that. I wish I never had to do it, but uh, it's cool. It's the the home blues as we talked about last week, which we wish were home whites, but they do have a white version if you want one of those too. But uh, long story short, um, yeah, we're gonna work on it. We'll get some uh, Go Rangers Radio stuff down the road. So uh, appreciate uh, Chris uh, asking about that and everybody else. And no we doubt, work we got to work on our ta- we got to work on our taglines. Oh, buddy, so man, you've, for, you've for shirts. You've, you've given us more than enough over these uh, 
you know, 43 shows that we've done so far. So uh, uh, we, we, that that won't be uh, hard to do. There's no doubt about it. But uh, so good stuff. Hey, man, what do you think, pal? You like your little uh, SKD uh, section? I thought the questions were good, and uh, we'll have to do this down uh, again down the road, pal. What do you think? Yeah, I think that's good. I think next time I'm going to say, send me the questions ahead of time so I'm more prepared. <laughs> no. That would, that <laughs> no, I'm joking. That was great. Come on. I love it. I love it. It's good. Love I mean, it's like it's like the show anyway. I, I usually go into the show having no idea what the hell we're going to talk about. So. <laughs> Give it all our secrets away, man. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. What do you want to talk about? Crowd talk? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Too much. Uh, good stuff, man. Hey, look, another great show, KD. Um, and again, thanks to all the fans, as always, for uh, tuning in. And we do. We really appreciate all all the guys and stuff uh, shooting in the uh, the questions. And uh, who knows, KD, maybe we'll get some ladies to ask some questions next time for you as well, too. Yeah, Let's go, ladies. Get them in. We know you're smarter than us guy hockey fans anyway. So <laughs> the, the questions will probably be a, a bit more uh, intellectual. Ain't that the truth. All right, everybody, thanks so much for listening. Uh, Stay safe and healthy out there. And uh, we really appreciate the support. Uh, We see it every week, and me and KD can't thank you guys enough. So uh, I think we're going to try and go for six in a row next week, KD. We'll see what happens. All right, so until then, uh, keep on listening. And, again, uh, thanks so much for listening, as always. KD, say goodnight to the folks. Goodnight, folks. And, as always, let's go Rangers!